Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please check the three dots menu at the top or just look along the bottom row of your device, tablet, or your laptop or your desktop until you see a little cog icon and click that. Click the word quality and then upgrade the quality of the video to 720 or 1080p or whatever the highest resolution is that's available. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the channel. I sincerely hope that over the course of the last few videos as I've been explaining the best way to get top use out of this channel is not just to sort of hang on videos and depend on these videos because these videos are nothing really but the literal transliteration of what God gives me to write on the blog. It really will go better for you in the long run if you actually visit the blog and read the prophetic words because then you can read at your own pace. You can internalize what is being said and you can also, very importantly, take the time to pray and hear the Lord's word. It is incredible the different responses that people have to prophecy. Some people tend to listen with their own filter, so they're not even able to get into the depth of the word because they have to battle their way knowingly or unknowingly through so many other internal checkpoints that they have. The Holy Spirit has not set up these things in us, but we have them sort of, who is this and what is this thing? It doesn't match what I've heard from other people and why does this channel, this is this is a common one, why does this channel only have uh, prophecies of destruction and doom and isn't there anything pos um, positive that's being prophesied for America? And all I can really say is that the Lord selected me and the Lord also selects the content that he would give me. I have absolutely no control over what it is that the Lord will speak because any student of Bible prophecy knows that God gives us a hint how it's going to go when he says, I will put my words in your mouth. That means that you are not to speak presumptuously. You're not to speak out of your own mind. You're not to speak out of your own imagination or very importantly, in our modern times, you're not to just come up with stuff because you think that's what people want to hear. Personally, if I didn't know me, or if I wasn't the one making these videos, I would think that one of the most important markers of this channel is this. We are in an age where prophecy is increasingly being used to bring fame, personal fortune, and a lot of spiritual influence to people who purport or who actually do bring prophecy. So what do I have to gain by coming out with something that is so grossly unpopular, things that are so hard to hear, things that are so graphic, and things that are guaranteed to grab only a very niche amount of people? There's absolutely no sense to a person who wishes to gain wider popularity. I would definitely have to switch up the content if that were the intention, but I praise God that it is absolutely not the intention. My intention is to be faithful to the one who called me to do my very best to get his point across in his own words so that his people whom he loves can take heed and be drawn back to him. These prophetic words are not intended to scatter us, at least not yet. These prophetic words 
are a megaphone from the Lord calling his people back to repentance for their own sake and their own safety. So let's get into the message for today. This is a direct word to New York City and the title is New York. Do you remember? Date is June 26, um, 2019. The banner scripture is this, woe to the bloody city. I will make the fire hot, add on more wood and kindle the fire. Cook the meat well, mix in the spices, then let the cuts be burnt up. Ezekiel chapter 24 verses 9 to 10. So I had, by this point, I had received quite a few prophecies about New York and I've already shared them. On this channel, you will find that the work is grouped into playlists. I am slightly behind on putting more recent videos into different playlists because a playlist makes it easier for especially a new visitor or a new subscriber to click and then watch all the videos in that series. And what you'll find is, because I'm still in the America series several months later, what you'll find is if you take the time to click a playlist and go through all the videos from the first one to the last one, so you might have to do a bit of toggling, you might have to use uh, the YouTube filters and click oldest to newest. And then you can watch from the very first video right up to the last video in that playlist you will have a much more robust understanding about the different themes and ideas that God is trying to get across with these prophecies. So I think I have about maybe four New York videos so far, but this is definitely continuing. Um, so this is a word actually from June 2016. I put it up on the 26th of June 2019. But this prophetic word is from June 2016. And basically in this word, the Lord made it known to me that there would be an event coming to the New York City area. And he said it would be a singular event where people who saw 9-11 live would be sharply reminded of how impossible it is for man to keep man safe. So that's what God said, that this event would bring back sharp and traumatic memories to everyone who saw 9-11 happen live. And they will be reminded once again that human beings are utterly unable to keep one another safe. He said that this would not be a trigger event or a set off event, but it would be one in a vast series of planned events that would hit into one another, kind of like dominoes until it would finally lead up to an eventual collapse for the United States. The Lord said that New York City is a city that loves to do evil. And he's always reminding me about this using very harsh and graphic terms. He said that it is a deliberate city where people sin and indulge in wickedness. And some of them even post their sin online a city full of hateful practices against God. He also said that he had very few genuine servants in the city. And even though he does have people who love him and cling to his name, their number is not enough to save New York. Therefore, judgment has been pronounced against New York 
Many times, especially since 2016 until now, many times have I heard this phrase just repeated in my ear, um, a propos of nothing. So sometimes I will just hear this phrase that says, woe, woe to you, New York City. So these are the words that the Lord said. Every eye will see this event take place. There will not be a single place where people do not know that this has happened. People will see this shame. People will see this attack. Nobody will pretend they don't know about it. America will learn that nobody can deliver her out of my hand. No one is safe from the wages of sin, says the Lord. No military or army can save a man out of my grasp. Once I, the Lord, determine that his time has come, it has come. Likewise, no nation or city can protect itself from my judgment. I, the Lord, have said it. Speedily I am coming. Speedily I will do it. Now, this is an interesting point that I would just like to address momentarily. The Lord is saying to a person here in June 2016, Speedily I am coming and speedily I will do it. Now, here we are in... April 2021 and New York City is still standing strong, coming up with a lot of robust policies if I heard the mayor correctly a few days ago. So when we hear the prophetic word, one of the things that I always try to advise is that you need to listen to the prophetic word in the peace of God. A lot of people think that when a prophecy comes, it's going to splatter forth in five or 10 days after it's spoken, or even five or 10 months after it's spoken. And that is not the case. It's not the case because of this weird habit that I observe that uh, Christians nowadays have, nowadays have, which is this weird phrase, you missed it. It puzzles me because prophecy is not baseball. Prophecy is not a fixed thing with a target that you're throwing at, and then if the person doesn't die on the day that we expect, then we say, you missed it. I've written many times in the blogs, write-ups, that um, once I bring forth the Lord's prophetic words, I have an odd peace in my heart. I have this peace, and here's why. I know that I'm not the one saying these things. I have absolutely no resources, power, or influence to cause, for instance, the city that I live in, New York, to topple or to fall prey to events that God says will be on the international news. So once the person who rules over New York says that he's coming to judge her, it's up to him when he will actually manif manifest this judgment. I'm not one who shares a lot from my personal life, but I did say this in my introduction video, the very first video that I ever made when I realized that I could not resist the pressure that God was putting me to go public and to join YouTube. I find YouTube to be somewhat of an intrusion into my daily life, but God pressed me by saying that I was not making use of the tools of my generation. I thought I was pre doing pretty well, putting these words up on the blog, tending the blog, answering people's questions as much as I could. But God was telling me that I wasn't even making a dent in getting his words out. 
So once I joined YouTube, in the very first video, I shared how the Lord first came to switch up the realm of prophecy in my life. The Lord has always been talking to me. This is so strange for me, but here goes. From the very beginning of my salvation, I would hear a voice speaking. This voice would talk to me directly. I would be in church and uh, as a new believer, I was there with all the tools that we think get us to heaven faster. So I had the purple notebook and the purple pen with the, with the eraser that actually erases pen strokes. And I had my Bible and I had my brain and I had my heart open and I was there to hear about God and learn about God. But very quickly after I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I would notice this phenomenon where the pastor was speaking and then another person was speaking. And the other person's voice was as loud and as clear as the pastor's voice. And so I was in a situation where I did not know if I should continue to listen to the pastor or if I should listen to the voice. And what I settled for was dividing my notebook in two. And because I have a legal background, it wasn't too hard to jot the main points of what the pastor was saying in one column and jot the main points of what the other person was saying in the other column. The only problem was the two of them were always talking about opposite things. So if the pastor was talking about how to grow your influence, the voice would tell me to go to Ezekiel and read this. And then the voice would start to explain what I was reading. And before you know it, my notes were weird. And I finally had to ask a girl who had been in church. She was my friend. She had been saved for almost a decade by then. I finally had to ask her, um, when the voice tells you to write something that's different to what the pastor says, how do you handle it? What do you do? And this young woman looked at me and said, Celestial, what voice would this be? And I said, the voice, the voice that is, is always telling me to write things that are in the Bible, but different from the lesson for the day. It's confusing my normal notes. So when she listened to me explain this, she had a small smile and she said to me, go with the voice. And so when that voice, the voice that I learned to trust as an infant believer before I even knew, and I've quickly found out that other people were not hearing this voice. And so I would not bring it up in Bible study. And I ceased to disclose to anyone that someone was always talking to me and um, teaching me in a very clear fashion what I would re what I would be reading. I I came to know the know the Lord in a very personal way because um, basically he saw to it. It was not through any real effort of my own, not to say that my faith has no effort. I don't know how we got here, but we will quickly get back to the prophetic word. I'm only saying this in the year 2012, which was quite a few years after I gave my life to the Lord. I gave my life to the Lord um, in 2003 at that very juxtaposed moment between the new year and ringing out the old. It's when I came to the Lord. So from 2003 until 2012, I was mentored and taught by this voice. In 2012, I was engaged in prayer. 
I really needed something from the Lord. It was a grant to go to grad school and I was pressing in prayer and my pressure on the Lord was great because I know that he can do all things and I really needed him to do that thing for me. And the Lord came to me and the Lord told me that these were the last days. And I kept praying because I'm used to the father's conversation by that time. But he said to me, Celestial, these are the last days. And I kept praying because I, at times when you're praying, you will hear the spirit of the Lord speak to you certain things. And these things are FYI. They're to let you know the direction that your prayer is heading. And many times when the Lord gives you that insight, it is wise to listen and take note of what he's saying. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to interrupt the prayer, but he's definitely giving you nuggets from his space to enrich your space. But then he said to me, these are the last days. And everything came to a screeching halt. You can find all this in my introduction video. And I said, Lord, what do you mean the last days? And he said, the last of the last days. And as I've shared to those who actually take the time to read the prophecies, I had a mini meltdown. I thought, what is he talking about last days? Revelation, last days? Book of Daniel, last days? 2 Thessalonians 5, last days? This is it? We're finished? Bear in mind, this was 2012, and here we are now in 2021. So what am I trying to say? When the Lord's prophecies come, they are not to discombobulate you and they're not to make you respond the way I responded, which is basically to fall apart and think there's no future anymore. Our lives have no meaning anymore. We're all going to die. I have absolutely no idea when God will cause, for instance, this great event that he says will be like the first of many dominoes falling, not only on New York City, but on America in general until the nation itself collapses. But what I am saying is this, as the people of God, we have a mandate. That mandate cannot be abdicated because prophecy has now started to fulfill itself. Excuse me, the tablet is trying to sleep. So just because we know that God is now speaking in the earth through myself and many other faithful and righteous messengers who are sounding the alarm, letting us know these are the times. The last days are a period that will finally culminate in our Lord's return. And that is the joyous hope that we're all looking to. But if we are going to give up the only gas and the only fuel that we have, which is the faith that we are told to so earnestly contend for. Jesus says not much about prepping in the Bible, even though he doesn't even have to, because for instance, prepping is common sense. But he says so much about faith. He says that this is the victory that will overcome the world. Paul tells us in Hebrews, I think it's 12, uh, somewhere there, one and two, that Jesus is the one Jesus is the one who is the author and finisher of faith. It's in Hebrews 12. Let's leave the citation out. So if we know that the faith that is in us is the strength and the courage with which we are meant to face external life, if we begin to let our hope flag, falter, and ultimately fall, 
We will be utterly defenseless when the truly horrific and stressful times that are the end times begin to come forth. We need our faith. We need our courage. We need not to act precipitately when we hear the prophetic word of God, but we need to, in a sober fashion, take these words to God and say, Father, show me how to position myself and show me how to act. So I just thought that I would share that because I know that this channel is growing in size and influence. God gets all the glory for that. The praise belongs to him. These are his words and he wants his people to be kept safe by them. But at the same time, if we begin to panic and run like wild horses, then we will not benefit from anything that we pick up from this channel or any other channel. So that is the prophecy that God says that he will visit New York City. Back in 2016, he said, speedily, I am coming. Speedily, I will do it. But I, Celestial, speaking for myself and having had time to observe the Father over a very long period of time, almost two decades I've been with God, I will say that I know that his heart is intensely merciful. Not that he will not bring judgment to this nation because this nation is Mystery Babylon and Mystery Babylon is one nation in the Bible that her judgment is not turned aside. But because God is merciful, he speaks and there is always some kind of lag to give people time to turn their rebellious direction and come back into the master's fold. So I shared here concerning New York City, two events that I experienced during the time that I lived here and um, they really stuck out. So once in 2016, I was on a bus. So I'm on a bus and I'm heading to Bible study and it's winter and so the sky gets dark faster in winter, at least here in New York, than it does at other times. And the bus is rolling along Sixth Avenue, which also has this fancy name called Avenue of the Americas. And on that block, on that extremely long boulevard, you have some of the most iconic architecture in the city. It's got Radio City Music Hall. It's got Rockefeller Center. It's got, um, what else does it have? It has a Time Life building. And way, way back down in the corner, it was and still is the site of at least where the original towers stood. So this is a street with some pizzazz and I'm on the bus and I'm looking at these buildings and my mind is just thinking, this is great stuff that's out here in New York City. And then I look into the sky beyond the buildings and I see this huge fist forming out of the clouds. This was not a vision. This was not something that was happening um, in that other realm that I'm allowed to see into. This was actual cloud over actual buildings in actual New York City shaping themselves into a huge fist. And I saw this fist moving with speed across the sky as if to smash down the set of buildings that my bus was moving in front of. This was so real to me that I jolted forward in my seat and stared out the window. And people in the bus, of course, were looking at me, but not too much because New York City is home to every type of crazy. But 
just as suddenly as the clouds shaped into that fist and were coming down, it's almost as if the exclamation that I made, <gasps> it stopped. The fist stopped. And then just as suddenly as these clouds were in this huge gray hand, the hand wasn't there anymore. But for the remainder of my trip, I stayed glued to that window, looking out and thinking, did I really just see what I saw? Another thing that happened to me again, I think it might have been that same year, was I was crossing the city along the 40s. So West 40s, from West 40th to West 47, I was walking through the section where the magic of Times Square is loudest. This is where the women are topless and they paint themselves up here and they're just wearing some very scanty thing at the bottom. That's where they have that famous guy called the Naked Cowboy. That's where all the performers, your Iron Man and your Smurfette and um, Garfield, all the performers that wear those huge false suits were there. And I was looking at the billboards. I was looking at, this was in the evening. So I was looking at the billboards. I was looking at the lights. I was looking at the liquid displays of the plasma TVs they have on the sides of the buildings. And I was just thinking, look at these buildings. Look at how they sparkle with chrome. Look at all this display. And God has said that he will make this city silent. And imagine New York City, Times Square became silent in 2020, totally shut down. I never thought I would see the day. But I remember standing there in the midst of all that life. And I said, this thing that God says he will do, can it possibly happen? Can it really happen? I was only thinking, I wasn't questioning the Lord or doubting him. But right in the midst of that thought, God spoke to me and he said, do not marvel at what they have built because it will all be destroyed. Never again be in awe when you walk through New York City because everything you see here will be rotted, broken down and destroyed. Wild animals will walk in these streets. They will come from the surrounding areas and live here. Nothing will remain how you see it. Silence will be the order of the day you will surely see it come to pass. And that's another thing that I use as a navigational device to understand truly the times that we are in. I know that I just said that prophecy has a certain date and that date is with God. But I think that the maximum amount of the United States prophecies that I have received, the Lord puts this timestamp on them and he says, you will surely see it come to pass. In order for me to see these things come to pass, it means that they have to take place in my lifetime. Now I've used up a decent portion of my lifetime, but that means that whatever portion of lifetime is still left to me, God says, like Anna in the temple waiting for the Messiah on a promise that God gave her, like Simeon in the temple waiting on a promise from God, that he would not die until he sees the Messiah. This tells me that I too, in my lifetime, will see this city that I live in, silent with coyotes and other night terrors living in it. So that is the prophecy. And the word that the Lord gave me to close this word 
is from Isaiah 13, 19 to 22. It is called a prophecy against Babylon. And Babylon, that most glorious of all kingdoms, the glory of the Chaldeans' pride, will be devastated like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them. Babylon will never have people live in her again. It will remain empty for generation after generation. Foreigners will refuse to stop and camp there, and shepherds will no longer graze their sheep. Desert animals will move into the ruined city, and the houses will be haunted by howling creatures. Owls will live among the ruins, and wild goats will go there to dance. Hyenas will howl in its fortresses, and the jackals will make their dens in, it, in its luxurious palaces. Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. So that is the prophecy, New York, do you remember? A prophetic word of the Lord saying that a devastating event reminiscent of 9-11 will come to the United States in general and the city of New York in particular. The Lord has said that he has judged New York for the multiple idols that she has, for the horrible crimes that she commits against the unborn. All these things will be covered in detail when I finally am allowed by the Lord to start the sin series. That's going to be a very devastating and painful series if you are an American, because the things that God has charged the United States with, some of them are revealed in the prophecy, Blood to Drink. If you have not seen that prophecy, I'm going to link the written word and the video below because I think that every American should put aside the flag waving and come to an understanding of what really goes on in the dark and hungry underbelly of the nation they call home. So I'm Celestial. This is the Master's Voice. Thank you to everyone who supports this channel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And please share the videos, please share um, the blog post. Please, before you even share, read and watch these videos for yourself. Not just to take them and give them to other people, but for yourself. It's extremely important that each one reach one, yes, but it's also important that each one connects back to Jesus and understands what the purpose of the prophetic word really is for. There's only one purpose, if prophecy is not building you up and telling you from the Lord that you are doing well and that the Lord is going to bless you, then there's only one other type that comes, rebuke, warning, discipline. And if you don't listen, judgment. And that is meant to trigger in the individual heart first and bear the fruit of repentance. So God bless you and I hope to see you again soon. For now, goodbye.